This is a crowd podcast. But what's occurring? What's occurring, but just uh, we're both finally at races, eh? Yeah, we made it, mate. We're both finally at a weekend with numbers on our backs. Um, yeah, you've been racing around Spain today, uh, and I've been racing around Italy Saturday, Sunday, and racing tomorrow as well. So, yeah, back to it, mate. Yeah, some say Spain, some say Catalonia, but we won't get into all that. But uh, before we get on to racing. Um, I think that was a very nice intro. Could you tell the difference with the choirs? <laughs> Beautiful, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Cor maybe on Tav, Avion, Avion Thomas, my father-in-law's, uh, uh, what do you call it, choir. So, sounds like someone in the baritones, you know, to my choir ear, someone in the baritones was a bit off, Avion. But, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> What's a baritone? Absolutely no idea. It's one of the one of the thingamy bobs components of a choir. Um, I think it's the one with the most people, so Ave can just sort of get drowned out because he thinks he can sing. But mate, oh. I've had a few. What's it called in um, that like club where you can go and you go in the booth and you sing karaoke? Tiger, tiger. Yeah. So I was. Uh, we I recorded some of the time some of the songs Ave was singing. Played them back to him the next day. I think he was a bit embarrassed. He didn't realise he was that bad. But so I think he gets he's chosen the the bit of the choir where he can sort of get get carried a bit. I think you're just taking a good opportunity to rip into Avi, aren't you, poor fella? He's done us a cracking <laughs> intro, and you're just giving him shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ave, don't listen to him, mate. Don't listen to him. You got a crack. You got a cracking voice. <laughs> no, yeah, great start to the pod. Keep keep firing them in if you if you're a keen choir and um. We'll mix them up, put a few different outros in or whatever. So, But uh, I've got a bit of news for you as well, mate. Nothing to do with cycling, really. But we've got a bit of podcast competition. Uh, would you even call it competition? Uh, not really, but, you know, when it comes to current pros and doing podcasts, I think we're the only ones at the minute. So we own this space. And um, I was with Wout Pauls the other day. He said that him and Dylan Van Baal are starting their own one. It's in Dutch. So, you know, it's not exactly competition, but... Yeah, limited um, limited listeners. But, there's all, mate, there's also George Bennett and Sam Bewley. But Sam Bewley's retired. So we were the only current two. And now they've come on the scene. But, yeah. I mean, if you could speak Dutch, I think it would be quite a good listen. But I can't speak Dutch. Nope, me neither. But yeah, mate, even if they were speaking English, we'd still own this. We'd own this spot, mate. Hey, message to Wout and Dylan. This is our turf. We'll fight for this shit. Simmer <laughs> down, back off. Uh, yeah, we got this corner. This is our corner. We're dealing from here. Sod off. This is our turf. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bloods and cribs, isn't it? <laughs> so that was a, uh, yeah. Good, good, good little chat. We'll um, we'll be back in a minute to discuss the weekend's bike racing. 
Did you know that bananas are bad for monkeys? Did you know about all the pubs in the Houses of Parliament? Do you know how to make a curry in space? It's mind-blowing, but don't take our word for it. We've got a podcast that interviews zookeepers, politicians, astronauts, and everyone in between. And if you want hilarious stories and to learn about the weird and wonderful people of the world, then you should go and listen to our show, Things People Do, with me, Joe Marla. And me, Tom Fordyce. Search for Things People Do wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so Luke, you've had quite a big weekend then. So you did San Remo on Saturday. I don't know exactly what it is. It's 300k, isn't it? And then, um, oh, sorry, I don't even know what the race was called you did on Sunday. Was it Binder Seminar or other? So um, big old weekend for you, boy. Yeah, mate, big old weekend. Um, so San Remo Saturday. Um, and then yesterday's race was Trofeo Sempre Alfredo, who was um, a guy who passed away a few years ago, who was, I think he was head of Italian cycling. So it's a, like a memorial race for him. So that was yesterday. So big weekend, San Remo, 301 kilometers, um, including the neutral. And then this race, Alfredo, 190k. Guess which had more TSS? Well, by the question, I'll say that the shorter race would be a lot more intense than that but you would assume San Remo exactly all that I'm going to give out some numbers for the numbers people San Remo 301 kilometers funnily enough 301 TSS and then yesterday 190k 316 TSS <laughs> mind-boggling that isn't it uh, 110k less yes yeah, so, so what is it like two hours less and must have been yeah, I think it was like seven hours versus four and a half. So two and a half hours less, but it was full titties. Yeah, like San Remo, you always have that first like couple of hours like where you're just sort of pedaling along, aren't you? Just cruising. But I don't know, It it it's, guys still seem to blow up though, still seem to have no legs in the final, which I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one, isn't it, all San Remo? But great race to watch and before we get into San Remo this Binder I thought it was Binder is it Alfredo Binder and is he the guy that did those the straps when we used to race on the track when we had clips and straps it's definitely going back a few years now but were they Binder straps or am I making this up in my head um, I think you've out historyed me there mate that's beyond my <laughs> knowledge um, uh, I hope I, I hope I'm getting this right but I, th- I think it's he was um high up or could have even been president of Italian cycling he passed away a couple of years ago and I think this was the second or third no perhaps third edition of the race but um, yeah Sam Remos yeah it was well, I guess one word to explain it was just fast like the first bit until we got to the coast was kind of regular and then we got on the coast and it was it was 15k an hour tailwind and mate like I had 54.11, I always ride 54 on the front and I, I was praying for a 55 or 56. It was, and you know, you're flying through all them little towns and villages. It was like 55K mm. an hour, 60K an hour. Mate, it was so fast, but um, yeah, amazing race. I think, you know, we went in with like dual leadership with Ghana and Quiato. Uh, Quiato got caught behind a crash uh, a couple of K before the suppressor and it was pretty much game over for him. But um, 
Pipo, I gotta be honest, surpassed expectations. Not that I ever doubted him, but if you were to say four riders go over the top of Poggio and they are Van Aert, Van der Poel, Pogacar and one other, like before the race, you'd have gone, wow, you know, Pipo, he might be in the group behind just chasing on, but he was right there. And I spoke to him since and he was saying, he he was gutted. He said, oh, I should have followed Van der Poel. And I said, well, yeah, that's easy to say, but could you have? He said, yeah, yeah, I could have. I just, I just thought Poggy could have closed it. And like, he just had one of them days where diamonds in the legs, as they say. So, uh, but yeah, amazing result, amazing ride. It's the first real big result he's had in a one-day race, actually. You know, there's been a lot of talk about him for classics and stuff, but actually, you know, he went in as leader on the big stage, big monument, and uh, he delivered. So, uh, pretty epic ride from him. Yeah, fair play. As you say, um, you wouldn't uh, necessarily at the start of the race put him in that category, but at the same time, when you sit back and you look at it and you think about it, he's like a Fabian, isn't he? Like Cancellara was. He's just... The horsepower under that hood of his is well, it's more than what Fabian had. It's um, it's phenomenal. So, yeah, it you wouldn't it. It's because it's the first time he's done it, but hundred percent he should be able to do that year in year out for sure. Now, and you look at Flanders Roubaix, he should be up there in them as well. Like I don't know if he does Flanders, but I think he does Roubaix, doesn't he? And for sure he has the the watts to do that. Like, you know. San Remo's definitely hard, but those last two climbs, like, they're gradual. They're, they're, they're suited to his type of, you know, engine and chassis, aren't they? And um, like Roubaix, so great to see him, you know, finally doing that in, in the one-day races because we all knew that he had the definite potential to do that. So um, I think now that'll give him the confidence and he'll just grow from here now and he'll... Oh, he's going to be massive in Italy, isn't he, now? The, you know, the Tifosi are like, hey, ciao! Ghana, top, top Ghana. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's going to be great. It's a big, big future in front of him now. Like, obviously, he's good tt but let's let's be honest. One day classics, sod the TTs now, mate. You've won the world. You've done all that. Got the hour record. Let's go win some. Fuck, let's go win some monuments, eh? That's it, mate. That's what I'd be doing. Revving up for Ube. He's um, yeah, you're right. He's not doing. I think he does. I think he races this weekend, E3 Wevelgum, and then he moves on to Warragum, Mrs. Flanders, rides Roubaix. And um, yeah, he's just put himself in a great position to go into um, Roubaix. As, you know, you, you've got to prove yourself within the team as well. So he's put himself in a position now where he can go in and put his hand up for leadership in Roubaix and deserves it, warrants it. You know, um, got the respect of his teammates, which is the first thing. So you know, he deserves to be, go there and have some leadership and yeah, why can't he go and do something special in Roubaix? I think if there's one race where you'd say, you know, big old unit with horsepower, what race does it suit? It's Roubaix in it. So um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I think the only thing with him or not the, the bit he struggled with the most is the the fighting for position and stuff when it comes to Roubaix. I think he'd be the first to admit that as well. So, like, if he has a bit of open road, if he gets... You know, like how... You boys weren't lucky last year, but the way the race panned out, it was, like, perfect for you guys. And if he could have a similar run, like, just get into those first few sectors nicely, get into Arenberg nicely, then 
the world's his oyster then like if he can yeah like i say open road like like a sprinter that sort of um trying to think of an example but maybe a sprinter that doesn't like too much to be bouncing around and fighting but is really strong and fast and if he just gets that clean run then he'll win it's that type of thing with Ghana, really like he doesn't necessarily nobody enjoys that fight but i think he struggles with it more than others sometimes but um yeah i'll be i'll be up at altitude so hopefully uh be able to watch that because um that's going to be that's going to be a good one to watch yeah i think i spoke to dario choni actually about it yesterday and i think the big thing from him is that will be the deciding factor if he can miss all that early carnage and that sh- you know get out of all that shit fight and get to really Arenberg. Because I've always found, you know, it's really messy. Everyone's got legs. Every sector's a bunch sprint. And then you get past Arenberg. The peloton is, there's only a third left. There's fatigue's creeped in. It's, you know, 100k to go. And then the kind of, it switches to less of a shit fight and more physical. And then he'll come into his element, but um, yeah, getting there is a is a different kettle of fish in it. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's um, that's enough about Ghana. Yeah, lovely bloke, beautiful man, <laughs> strong rider. But move moving on. Um, right, I've got a question about your race today. First and foremost, um, so I was watching it in the room. Um, had a nice relaxing rest day today, and I turn the TV, I turn um, GCN, watching the race, and I see the final 10k, and there's 175 riders, and I picked out one rider wearing arm warmers, and it was you. <laughs> well, uh... well, I mean, mate, it was 22 degrees, so I'm thinking there's a reason here. What, what's with the arm warmers, mate? Uh, there's no major reason. The only thing was. I was I pissed so many times today and I was waiting for no people to be there. So it's in my head now, isn't it? Like I can't get another fine for pissing in public. So and I had to go it must it was close. It was with a lap to go. How long was a lap? I think it was like thirty odd K. So it's quite like you know, thirty odd K to go having a pee is, you know, not ideal. But luckily, um it was okay. Little Ben waited for me. I was like, ah, it's all right, mate. But, you know, he, he's keen to do a good job and try and help me out. So I was like, yeah, okay. And um, it took me a while to get going. But then, yeah, once the pipes are open, nice, nice flow. And uh, get into the group. And then, you know, yeah, 30 okay to go. There's a climb. So you're like, Whoa. it was hard up there as well. Like, you know, first race back in a long time. Could feel the old burn. And to be honest, I just, I was like, I need to take the arm warmers off, but I don't think I can. Like, I need to just concentrate on holding this wheel and, like, slowly moving up. Um, so then get over that climb. It was a twisty descent. You know, you don't want to be doing it on a descent, really. Like, um, and then we get to the bottom. It's like 15K to go, and we're fighting for position. I was like, well, I've bought my ticket now. Got these arm warmers on. Just sweat it out, innit? I've had three easy days before coming into here, so I'm... Uh, I'm like a sponge full of water so you know it won't do me any harm to have a bit of an extra sweat but um yeah i was I, it was to be fair it was in my mind in that last 10k i was like oh my god i got these bastard arm warmers on but um yeah it could have been at least it wasn't 30 degrees but uh 
it was a good day though you know we all it's quite so plappy didn't start today he was sick and UCI have this rule don't they where I think 72 hours before you have to name your two reserves and the two reserves we had were in Italy with you racing so we couldn't bring anyone in I think the team looked at seeing if we could but um yeah the UCI being the UCI rules are rules can't do it um so we basically started with six um the UCI were happy they gave us a 10 grand fine for that um which is crazy so they're going to be right up there on the old uh prize money board by the end of this race I'm sure but um sorry is that so, so you, sorry so you had seven guys one got sick the night before couldn't start so you got fined 10 grand yeah yeah so I think you know we've got a few riders up in and we got a few riders up in Andorra and Girona haven't we none of them are on the the two reserves but the team would have obviously looked into it um but yeah the, they didn't let us so yeah um that was it uh, we started with six um and then actually going off topic slightly but i saw sam bennett's crash with that bloody is that the one that creator got um caught up in yeah i think that's the one uh, uh hang on no it was a different one so there was sam bennett's oh, okay. crash which was after the last cappy um before the suppressor and then there was one a few k later uh with jan tratnik and Kwiatkowski got caught up in that, but I spoke to Sam. He's all right. Just lost a bit of skin, but he's all right. I was literally first guy on the left, and I pointed it out. But uh, obviously, further back you are, more chaotic it is, and they they clobbered it. And and also going back to Sam Remo, you've reminded me of something with speaking about Sam Bennett. With that wind, with tailwind on the coast. Like the sprinters had absolutely no chance. Like as soon as you see the forecast like that, it eliminates the small chance sprinters have got nowadays of passing suppressor Poggio and making the final. As soon as there's wind like that, game over. So it's tough for the sprinters. But I think I was speaking to Caleb and I just said, well, we both just said you just got to keep plugging away year on year, turn up year on year, and just wait for the day that there's headwind on the coast headwind suppressor headwind poggio and and they'll be able to make it but you know for them guys it's massive race and you know they set the record at poggio five minutes 30 something so game over before it began for the sprinters without winning yeah yeah what was that it must have been headwind the year but caleb almost attacked over the top he was the strongest up the poggio so even with a tailwind like I think he could, if he's pinging, if he's at his very best, he's one of the, you know, people underestimate that he can climb when he's good. You know, when they, they just see him out the ass up all these long alpine climbs in the tour, but Poggio Chipress is totally different to that. But he, if he's pinging, I think he could still make it okay this year when there's only four guys there. But if he's on the wheel there, you know, take a lot to drop him. Like Trenton caused that big split, didn't he? Like he lost the wheel and just, then the guys behind him are ping, pinned anyway and they can't move. So, yeah, it's one of them. That's what makes San Remo so good to watch, really, isn't it? But yeah, anyway, going back to this race, we uh, we had a good go. You know, we, you know, Ethan, similar to Ghana, doesn't particularly like the fight. As a sprinter, that's a bit of a challenge, but I think we all got up him a bit. We were like, come on, mate, 
you can do this. We're all behind you. Let's go all in for this stage. And he was in a great position. Just, yeah, it all came down to the legs and it's bloody hard finish that um, today. Um, and yeah, he just didn't quite have it like Roglic and um, and Remco. But um, a decent first day. It's just the next couple of days now. Mountaintop finishes. Um, we don't really have anyone for GC, so we'll see what we can do. But the next big day for us, I guess, will be stage four when hopefully go for another day with uh, with Ethan. Yeah, I guess it's tough for him, isn't it? Like coming back into, well, whenever you miss a bit of racing and training through injury, come back, but not just to any race, world tour race, you know, high level, Catalonia, big dogs there. And he probably just missed that punch in the final. Well, it's clear he just missed that that finishing touch in the final few hundred metres, which is a difference between winning and losing. I mean, I'm in a room with his brother, actually, um, little Leo. And uh, yeah, Dario's told me one thing. He said, hey, you know, that's, I'm not going to try and do his accent because I can't do it. His room is always a shithole. Make sure, make sure you keep on top of him and you make sure you keep his room tidy. So Leo, get your shit in order, son. He nodded and smiled. Only joking. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind. Actually, we're jumping between races, me and you here. But Alfredo, this race yesterday. So this is what happened. This is what happened in the final. Off the final descent, top of the final descent is maybe 10k to go. Um, crash on the descent. Um, Brendan Riviera goes solo, and he's got like. 10, 12 seconds, 4K to go. Like, touch and go if he stays away. 20 guys behind. Goes on the left-hand corner, bins it, stacks it, wipes out, gets back on his bike. He's in the convoy, makes his way back up to the group. But we had um, Kimbo, Kimbo Slice, Kim Hyduck, uh in the group who was by a million miles a faster sprinter. Like, he would have won. Ah, it's easy to say he would have won. You can never say that, discredit the guy who did win, but he had a good chance of winning. And Leo was there as well. So Brendan comes sprinting back out the side of the group, gets to the lads with 700 metres to go. So it's Kim in front of him, Leo, and then Brendan slots in front of Leo, gets in front of them, takes the final right-hand bend. He looks behind him, overlaps a wheel, and crashes again. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no way. Um, Kim has to stop. Break. He's at the back of the group, sprints and comes seventh. So, mate, like, if Brendan stays on his bike the first time, maybe possibly he wins the race. And if Brendan stays on his bike the second time, I'd put my life savings that Kim would have won the sprint. So it was like... Bittersweet, you know, we rode brilliant. The guys were there, they raced well. Um, and yeah, yeah, Brendan, you know, poor fellow, I had to talk to him after and just be like, he was he was gutted, you know, beat himself up. I said, mate, you know, you it happens, doesn't it? It's it's brutal. And he said, yeah, but I made a mistake. Well, I said, yeah, well, of course. Yeah, you did make a mistake, but it happens, you know. So um have to pick, pick his morale up. But uh, yeah, frustrating day frustrating day but um he's got a few battle scars this morning both his knees and he's got his ass hanging out and uh yeah so tough day for brendan 
Yeah, tough starts here for him, isn't it? He's had a few uh few offs already this year, but um oh poor lad. So he does copy with you then and uh there was a crash today in the final actually. I didn't even know, but um because we were obviously in front keeping Ethan out of trouble. Great job by the team, myself included. Not gonna pick myself up too much, but um but yeah, these finals, man, like today was well, that was that was punchy. Like it was a load of roundabouts, you know, left, right. There was like little climbs, little descents, crazy little finish, really. So, um, as we've already said, great job by Ethan, really, to actually to get there in the final because it's definitely not the finish that he would enjoy. But um, yeah, crashes, bike races in the final is part of the job, isn't it? Really, unfortunately. Yeah, I seen um, I seen that crash, Dario Cataldo got put in the back of an ambulance so um i just actually checked trek segafredo's twitter for an update but there's nothing there so uh yeah hopefully he's all right one of our ex-teammates not never nice to see a man go down and um yeah hope, hope 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 he's all right but it's never nice seeing someone go go away in the back of an ambulance but yeah we got we got a good little fun team here in copy um me leo camworth i mean this guy so yesterday he raced, today he went on the turbo and then went for a run. And then he's looking at, um, throughout the week, there's a 50-meter sw swimming pool close by, so he said he's you know he's going to uh, go for a swim after the stage one day. He's just, <laughs> credit where it's due, oh. that boy can fucking train. Um, yeah, I, I, he can train very well and he can talk very well. Um, Calm FM. Once he gets going, there's no stopping him. We got Elia, sprinter, but we got no sprints, so it's going to be a tough week for him. Um, and then we got Brendan, who will probably be Brendan and Leo, two chances for uh, GC. So, yeah, good bunch, young team. Um, just get stuck into some good racing. Every day is pretty hard. Every day is between like two and a half and 3,000 metres. So, yeah, but it's... It's a bit bittersweet being here because I should be E3 Wevelgum, really. That's uh, that's where I should be, but Miss Paris-Nice, I was kind of uh, a stage race short, so put me in here and then I'll do, uh, do the rest of the races after that in Belgium. So at least I get to watch Wevelgum on Sunday because I'm always in the race. I never get to watch a classic. So Sunday, day after the race, will be... Uh, so for day yeah tidy copy's a great race though like we did it last year we obviously had a lot of success last year i think we were first and second on gc correct oh it was a great race like paddy all um eddie dunbar won little ben second and um oh yeah we had a great little team there as well it was a good laugh and uh we finished around san baronto where we all lived in italy like in quarata back in the day so reminiscing around there do you, do you finish around there again this year do you know I think we finished round there somewhere. I haven't looked at it in detail, but it's it's that kind of terrain, that type of uh, area. So hopefully we're not too far away. Swing by Bar Grazia. Yeah, quality. Got a little aperitif. Those free aperitifs they used to do. How good was that? You could have lunch. You could have dinner there, couldn't you? Turn up at six, leave a seven full. Tidy. When I was on the academy with no money, I'd done that many a time, mate. <laughs> Turn up at seven o'clock in the evening order a cappuccino they look at you like you got 10 heads and then you just nibble away on the peanuts and slices of pizza 
I was actually um, we were we, yesterday's race started in Florence, and I was um, telling the story about when we used to go to Florence for a night out, which was it was rare, but happened now and then, didn't we? We'd have a few drinks in Bargy, and then we go, oh yeah, let's go to let's go to Florence for a night out. And I'm sure you were there. Do you remember that time we went uh, in Swifties uh, Golf? Were you there then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, so we were, yeah, we'd had a few drinks at Bargy, hadn't we? Um, and then we said, right, okay, let's go into Florence. And we got, and bearing in mind, it's, it's not around the corner, it's about an hour, hour and a quarter drive down the motorway. On the way there, on the way there, I was, <laughs> you'd never do it now, would you? On the way there, I was in, I was in the boot um, and there was, his boot was small as it was, but then Swifty being Swifty had a massive subwoofer there, like this big box. And you boys were just cranking the music. And my head's next to this subwoofer, like going through Payage's tolls. But then I think Hanley, the Swanee, she wasn't drinking. So she then she drove there and drove back. But wow, it's mad, isn't it? Mad. I'd never do that now. Night, like, well, you just couldn't, could you? No, that was some night out. I remember the next day. Swifty turned the music on and it was just like boom, 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 boom you know like the volume that we had it on oh my god we were like this is insane like we were in the car for yeah like you say 40 odd minutes an hour with the music like that I was like holy shit we were uh, a bit more drunk than we realised but some good times down there and then on the way back I said oh sorry boys I'm not I, I'm not having the boot <laughs> Steve Cummins was there I'm sure Swifty me yeah it was a a good old group. Yeah, Steve for sure. Pete Kenner. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Christian, probably. Good times, good times. So what's um, what's the week got in store for you then, mate? What's what's the battle plan? Arm one was off tomorrow or arm one was on? I'm going to try and take them off tomorrow, although we finish at 2,000 metres, so maybe I need them. But um, for me personally, it's just about getting just a good workload, consistent, like tomorrow, let's face it, I'm not going to be, you know, setting the race alight. So it'll just be like work hard and then, but not empty the tank and just get a real consistent week of hard yards in basically. Um, you know, the team we got now with no GC guy or, you know, Egan's coming back from injury. Pucho's had a bit of a break. You know, he's just had a baby. Uh, little Ben's been a bit sick coming back. Castro likewise. So we went around the bus actually. Last night we had a little meeting like, oh, what was everyone expect to get from the race? And suddenly you realise everyone here is like coming back off some sort of like sickness or injury or... So it's going to be... Um, it's a good group though. We're going to have a good laugh at least. Um, we're still going to get stuck in, still see what we can do on the mountain days. But as I said earlier, it's all about... Oh, our biggest chances are with Ethan... All right, mate. Well, hope you and uh, bus full of sick notes and comebacks, comeback heroes, get some work done. Um, you never know, mate. You know, you can pull a result out the bag somewhere or break away or if not, just keep rocking them arm warmers, sweat it out, get lean. And um, good luck. Catch you next week, mate. Ciao, ciao.
proud network. A place where you belong. <laughs> 